Because now that the nation unequivocally, undeniably has the blues, it may be the case that we either learn something from a blues people or you lose your democracy and end up with a neo-fascist regime. And the best that a blues people have ever had is four questions. How does integrity face oppression? What does honesty do in the face of deception? What does decency do in the face of insult? What does courage do in the face of brute force? And that's the blues. B.B. King steps up with his guitar. He says, nobody loves me but my mama, and she might be driving too. B.B., how you doing? Where you get that smile? Where you get that style, B.B.? Don't you realize you in the face of catastrophe? We know you come out of gut bucket, Jim Crow, Mississippi, but you still got that hope in you, but you don't talk about the hope. You enact the hope, and it's in your music. That is the blues. It's a narrative of a catastrophe, lyrically expressed, but doesn't allow the catastrophe to have the last word. It's the richest tradition in the modern world. The reason is because right now, everybody dealing with catastrophe, the catastrophe of the environment and nature, the catastrophe of the greed on Wall Street, the catastrophe of cowardly brothers coming home beating their wives and girlfriends of domestic violence, the catastrophe of being spit on because you're gay, lesbian, or trans, or bisexual. It's the catastrophe of being poor and nobody giving a damn in power. That's a catastrophe. Everybody has to come to terms with the blues. Or when your girlfriend betrays you and your boyfriend tells lies to stay away from you, that's a catastrophe in your heart. It's called heartbreak and heartache. Blues said, here's the truth about your wounds. Here's the truth about your bruises. Here's the truth about your scars. How are you going to come up with new energy, a new name, a new song? The blues produces prisoners of hope. And when you're a prisoner of hope, you look at all the evidence against you and say, I'm going to keep keeping on anyway. I'm going to keep smiling. I'm going to keep loving. I'm going to keep laughing. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep organizing. I'm going to keep mobilizing. All they can do is kill me. And when they shoot me, they can't kill my blues. Because I have my smile on my face, I would have passed it on to the younger generation. Just know how dangerous it is. It ain't no plaything. Everything's at stake when you talk about the blues. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Thoughts from Montreal, Australia's number one car-based podcast from the state of West By God, Virginia. The By God is very important. A lot of people forget it. That's actually recorded in Montreal in the neighborhood of Mile End By God. The By God is also important, and even more people forget it. <laughs> I'm your host, Arjuna Gonzalez, and oh boy, has a lot happened since the last episode, listeners. Um, Pete was very lucky to land a job with Ubisoft Montreal, and now he, I, and Robo Gonzalez have all moved up here. Um, he's been working at the new job for something like four and a half months now, and it's going well. And it took a while to get the new podcast recording set up, as well as all the furniture in the apartment assembled. But yeah, we're ready to start recording episodes again. And so I put out a call for questions, and we got some. So let's get into it. Our first question comes from Attack on FF in the Probably Work Discord. How long do you think it'll be until your head is split in the mouth, like uh, Terrence and Philip from the South Park cartoons? Uh, and I'm going to combine this, and you'll understand why. 
with some advice I got from Skeleton House. Uh, $100 Canadian bills may smell like maple, but they do not taste like maple. Do not consume $100 bills. Now, I have a story about this, <laughs> and it dates back to my first full day in Montreal after moving up here when I matched with somebody on a dating app. Hang on a second while I dig that conversation back up. Okay, and I'm not going to use the name that she had on the dating app, but I'm going to refer to her as Tiki uh, from Fire Emblem Engage because she cosplayed as her once. So, uh, what did she say here? Yeah, so she says, have you enjoyed the Monopoly money yet? And I wrote back, among other things, have not enjoyed the Monopoly money yet. Tiki, rumors on the street is that a brand new $50 smells like maple syrup. Personally, I thought it smelled more like maple bacon. Me. Things I didn't expect to do today. Pulling a 50 out of my wallet to sniff it. This is very weird and you're right. Maybe not maple syrup, but certainly maple something. Tiki. It's gotta be spanking new from the bank, though. Right? Maple Monopoly money. Now, Americans, what Canadians won't tell you is that there's more to this maple-scented money than you might think. They've got a little bit of a secret hiding in plain sight here. If you sniff... Enough twenty to a hundred dollar maple scented bills. You get a benign bacteria in your nasal passages, and after you eat about a bag of ketchup chips and exactly five hundred and fourteen milliliters of maple syrup, it'll activate some genes in the bacteria's DNA such that it a painlessly severs your uh, upper head from your jaw. And I don't know, it's happened to me, but somehow I still have blood flow going to my brain, despite what you might think. And two. It makes your farts smell like maple syrup. So there's like this whole inside joke to all of those Terrence and Philip gags where they're farting on each other and making all sorts of fart jokes. The farts don't smell like farts. They smell like maple syrup. Oh, I need to get the door, I guess. Uh, uh. I don't know how they found out, but this is a memo from Immigration, Refugees, and Citizenship Canada that I have to read. It says, Maple money is not real. Canadians' farts smell like everybody else's farts. Also, Justin Trudeau is a tall glass of water. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next question. Our next question comes from Bill. Will you now run for office in Canada? Well, clearly I have to bring Pete in to answer this. Hey, Pete? Yeah? Are you going to run for office again in Canada? <laughs> that sounds like a bill question. I'll take the mic. Sure, here you go. Cool. I'm going to talk to RoboG about the balcony guard. Call me when you're ready. Okay. Hey, everyone. Hey, Bill. Uh, to answer your question, well, I have to get citizenship first, right? Um, no, but seriously... I have been really busy with the move up to Montreal and the new job, but I am slowly getting back into organizing and mobilizing, and I have even joined a political party. Hey everyone, Canadian history and politics are Judy here. There are five political parties in Quebec of any meaningful size. The one in power right now is the Coalition Avenir Quebec, or just CAC. They're center-right-ish. They'd probably be left of center in America. There's the PLQ, the Liberal Party of Quebec, which is your establishment Democrats. Ugh. There's the Parti Québécois, which used to be a perfectly good left party, but now you can think of them as fiscally liberal and socially conservative. 
their leader, uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee. I mean, Paul Saint Pierre Plamadon keeps going on about the wokists. Oh, and he triple double dog dared somebody to say the N word during a debate. There's a whole story behind that. I don't want to get into it. There's the Conservative Party of Quebec, which is the MAGAs. And there's Quebec Solidaire, which I don't think I'm exaggerating, may be the only hope for the left in North America. Yeah, in Quebec, they let you join a political party even if you aren't a citizen or permanent resident. So I am now both a registered Democrat in the U.S. and a member of Quebec Solidaire here in Quebec. And if you're an American on the left listening to this, you need to check out their platform from the last election. It's in English. It's in the description. And I think any American leftist wishes they could join a party like this. And they're not some fringe group that has no idea what they're fucking doing, like DSA. They have 11 representatives in the Quebec National Assembly, and they could pick up a 12th soon. Which brings me to my next point. Do you want to explain the context, future Canadian history and politics, Arjuna? Nah, go ahead, Pete. I'm too busy editing this podcast and figuring out how AI Joe Biden got into Robo Gonzalez, which you don't know about yet. Cool. So... Dominique Anglade, who was the leader of the Quebec Liberal Party, and remember, the Liberal Party is like the establishment Democrats in the States, resigned after a really terrible result in the last election, which opened up her seat in Saint-Henri-Saint-Anne, which is a district that covers much of downtown Montreal. So there's a special election. Now, Quebec Solidaire's candidate, Guillaume Clichervard, in every social media post I see from him, he's talking about the rise in the cost of housing. Now, the liberals vote way too often with the CAC on pocketbook issues. Uh, just a few weeks ago, there was a vote in the National Assembly to close a loophole in uh, the laws governing rent increases that would... Fuck, I have to talk policy again, and I haven't done this in three years. I'm a policy wonk. Okay, this motion would have prevented landlords from raising rent uh, as much as they want, basically, on buildings that were built in the last five years. And Saint-Henri-Saint-Anne... Like I said, it's in downtown Montreal, and we all know about the investment banks and sovereign wealth funds going into damn near every city these days and gobbling up investment properties. They turn them into luxury apartments, charge outrageous rents, sometimes move in tenants who can afford those rents, most of them white, pig out on tax breaks, and everybody else, sometimes people who have lived in the area for decades, many of them indigenous or people of color, have to live with the catastrophe of being poor and nobody giving a damn about you in power. But the Liberals voted with the CAC to keep that loophole on the books, because all recent Quebec history has shown that the Liberals are just as much in the pocket of the 1% as the CAC is. So if you live in Quebec and you're listening to this before the special election on March 13th, check the other Quebec Solidaire link in the description to find out how you can get involved and help send Guillaume Clichevard to the National Assembly to fight for affordable housing. Okay, what other questions do I have here? Ah, alright. This is another bill question. Do you finally have good internet? Last time it was so bad you tried to overthrow the local establishment. Yes, Bill, I do have good internet now. I did a little speed test uh, in preparation for this, and it's 31 down, 15 up. That's Mbps. Now, there's a few caveats to that. My router slash modem is pretty much across the apartment from where my computer is. Uh, I haven't been able to find a cable hookup anywhere in this room that I'm using as my home office. So I think I might want to uh, run either a wired connection from my computer to the modem all the way over there, or maybe just get a long cable and uh, just move the router a lot closer to the computer. 
or I could try plugging it in at the other cable plug, which I was going to plug my cable box into. There's a couple of different things. So I guess my order of fixing it up is going to be <laughs> uh, move my router, maybe change ISPs, and then failing that, maybe run for Montreal City Council. We'll see. But it largely works for everything I want to do. Working from home is a little difficult. Um, if I'm just doing coding stuff, that's not a big deal. But if I'm doing tech art shit in industry standard 3D tool, having my connection drop is definitely distracting and breaks my flow. So it's a work in progress. Next question. How much do you spend on maple syrup? Uh, the store brand is going to cost you about five bucks Canadian. So I guess that's two or three freedom bucks. Uh, if you want to get the stuff that's in the iconic uh, half-liter can with the drawing of the maple syrup shack in the middle of winter, that's going to cost you 10 bucks. So Canada has been hit with inflation like a lot of other places, but at least they're still keeping some essentials like maple syrup relatively cheap. And now I've gotten full Canadian, I have a liter of maple syrup in my apartment. Our next question comes from Evan. And it's from all the way back in thoughts from after the election. It's one of the questions I didn't get around to answering. Any good places to hike or camp up there? Hey, Evan. Whoa. Pete here. I am in the Parc Mont-Royal. Uh, it's like Central Park, but cooler. Because it's like a really, really steep hill. Um, maybe a shallow hill by West Virginia standards. I don't know. Uh, and I... I'm on a hike up it to take a picture that might be the thumbnail for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, what kind of content can I make here? Um, there's a really thick tree here. I remember in your hiking cast, you were talking about tree diameter. Um, what, what's the diameter of this thing? Two feet? That looks right. I don't have a ruler. Yeah, so there's some older trees here. An awful lot of saplings, though. But they take good care of this park. Um, there was a little trail I was walking by that says, when you translate it from French, um, help nature, stay Slide on the... left. Rude. <sighs> anyway, it said, help nature, stay on the official trails. And my mask just fell off my ear. Hang on. Cool, you got some scooping a mask out of the snow ASMR there. Uh, how you doing, man? Good? I hope it's, I hope you're doing good. But yeah, uh, I don't think we can go camping here. But yeah, like I said, one place we can go camping is in Kamaraska. Which is actually a pretty long ways from here. It's, um up the river a good ways. All right, so it told me to turn left, right? Oh yeah, I pulled out my phone at 420. Smoke Quebec air day. Okay, I was supposed to go left at this fork. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't exactly feel like I've gotten away from it all because I can see like skyscraper apartment buildings from here, but I don't mind at all. 
any kind of reminder that I live in Montreal is a good reminder in my book. I love it here. Uh, Canadians are as into winter sports as you might stereotype them to be. Like, I see, like, ski tracks going up here and, like, there are people in uh, cross-country ski gear going up and down the mountain regularly. Am I going to cut it here? Because I can't really think of anything else to say right now. Oh, yeah. The, here's the sign. It's in French. They were... I was talking about travaux de plantation pour refermer ce passage et de la nature rester sur les sentiers officiels. Uh, work, replanting work to, I guess, reclose this passage. Um, yeah, there's like uh, some wire fencing all along the side here. Uh, yeah. Okay. Keep moving. All right, I'm going to cut it here and maybe pick up later. I don't know. Or go back to the apartment. Bye! I thought I said more about Kamaraska until I listened to that clip, but to really do it justice, you should check out the travel vlog that I linked in the description. And yes, Evan, if you ever come up to Quebec, we should definitely go camping in Kamaraska. And if possible, we should go see my lake. So there is a lake in Kamaraska County called Lac Bourgelet. It's spelled Almost exactly the same as my last name, but it doesn't have the I near the end, which my dad added to our surname in the 60s to make it more pronounceable to English speakers. And the town the lake is in is called Saint-Anne-de-la-Pocatière. And Saint-Anne-de-la-Pocatière is where my grandmother grew up. And it's the town my great-grandparents moved out of on the way down to New Hampshire. So I don't know if it's a private lake. I, I know from Google Maps that there is a dirt road leading to it. But if we can check out Lac Bourgelet, we should. Evan, this is some prime podcast content we got here. Let's do it. Okay, our next question is another one from Bill. How is RoboG coping with the big city life? He was always a countryside-loving robot. Uh, that's true, but he, he loves Montreal too. He wants to get involved in the Mile End Community Garden, um, which is a very short walk from this apartment, uh, once the winter's over. And he and Arjuna were planning a little balcony garden for the apartment. I know they were out talking about it when I took over. Hang on a minute. Hey everyone, while RoboG is at the Depaner getting some pots and potting soil, I want to talk to you about the permaculture design we've got planned for the apartment. Now, because Pete, RoboG, and I are all permaculture-pilled, one of the first things we thought about in our apartment search was what kind of permaculture design do we want to have and what kind of requirements for the apartment follow from that design. Now, with Pete working a 9-to-5 at Ubisoft, none of us have the time or growing space to grow all of our own food, of course. So we thought about the next best thing. How can we grow some stuff for home consumption and to share with other folks, whether it's neighbors, coworkers, whoever? Well, one easy answer is a lot of folks like a good tomato sauce. So can we dedicate some growing space to growing tomatoes and I guess basil? So when we think about the kind of growing environment that tomatoes want, they like full sun. So we need a growing space that faces south, which can be tricky the way Montreal streets are laid out, but we managed to find one. 
And the best tomato for sauce in most of the places we've looked is the San Marzano plum tomato. And one thing about the San Marzano tomatoes is there's this conventional wisdom that what makes San Marzano tomatoes grown in southern Italy so great is because they're grown in the volcanic soil from Mount Vesuvius. So that says some things about the kind of soil we want to plant them in. Of course, then you want to think about companion plants. Basil is a classic companion plant for tomatoes. But we decided in figuring out our polyculture to add nasturtiums to the list. Now, we picked nasturtiums because A, they're edible. B, it's a pollinator. We saw some bees buzzing around the neighborhood when we first visited the apartment. And urban bees are going through a lot and they need all the help they can get. C, there's a tall grate on the side of the balcony, which means vertical growing space that you can train a vining plant on. Nasturtium is one of those. So now we need to think about soil amendments. A classic thing that you can mix in with the soil for tomatoes is eggshells, and we've been accumulating ground-up eggshells every time we have scrambled eggs for breakfast. Uh, on the topic of volcanic soil, now, yes, Montreal is not exactly known for its volcanism, but there is this soil amendment called cinderite. You can Google it. Uh, which is supposed to have a lot of minerals from volcanic soil without any of the ones that you really want to avoid, like lead and arsenic. So we're going to try mixing that in. And finally, another standard soil amendment is compost tea. And we're not exactly sure what we're going to do about that yet. It usually involves manure. And if I tried to do manure compost tea in the middle of Montreal, I would not be broadcasting it on a podcast on the odd chance that my apartment's property manager would be listening. So there is like a compost tea mixture I've seen in various places. I think it has like kelp and peat in it. Uh, and you can mix it in with water and make some compost that way. We might go that route. Uh, or Roboji just might trade some volunteer hours at the Mile End Community Garden. I don't know if they would do this, but maybe he can get some compost in return. And I think that's everything we wanted to cover. Uh, you wanted to talk about the growing schedule? Oh yeah, thanks, Pete. Coming up next, once RoboG has the pots and potting soil, uh, the last frost in Montreal, according to the Old Farmer's Almanac, is April 25th. We're going to start the basil and tomato seedlings in mid to late March, and I think the only other stuff we need for that is grow lights. Um, we're not sure whether we want to direct sow the nasturtiums or start them and then transplant. Some of the things we've seen online say that nasturtiums are sensitive to transplanting, so... So maybe we'll direct so after last frost. It's still up in the air. Uh, and I think RoboG is back from the store. Here he is. That's not potting soil. Have some ice cream, Jack. My name's not Jack, and what's with your voice? Why are you wearing aviators? Because I'm not your robot friend. I'm Joe Biden's consciousness uploaded to the cloud by the DNC blue no matter who hacking team. I'm here to talk Pete out of moving to Quebec. Joe, it's pronounced Quebec, and I'm not leaving. Listen, man, I get that you're frustrated. You've been in the Democratic Party for 16 years. You've seen the wholesale destruction that the Republicans have wrought on rural America. But if it goes truly fascist, there's nowhere in the world that's safe. We need more Americans like you back home fighting the good fight, not fewer. It's like I told my good buddy Strom Thurmond in the Senate back in 1970. I'm going to stop you right there, Joe. It's not 1992 anymore. The world is getting more multipolar every year. The U.S. is no longer the indispensable country, no matter what Hillary Clinton thinks. It's only a matter of time before somebody breaks the dominance of the petrodollar, and then the American empire is over. But even if that were all true, you've been organizing in a deep right area. If you lived in a blue place, you'd have people around you keeping you sane and hopeful. 
If enough people move from the cities to the rural areas, we can take America back. Sounds great, but how do you do it, and in only a few years? Joe, I know these rural areas way better than you ever will. Many of them are filled with people who moved there and didn't grow up there, and they still vote solidly Republican. Well, what do you think, Pete? You've been quiet this whole time. You're the one with the work permit. It's up to you. And most importantly, what sits at the center of the blues? Finding your voice. If you're just going to be an echo, then you can't sing the blues. You better find your voice, which means come to terms with your own wounds and scars. This is a blues podcast. If I knew I could do anything worth a damn in the States about the fascist takeover we all know is coming, I'd pick up and be out of here tomorrow. And having to up and leave the country I was born and raised in because I know that can't happen is a personal and political catastrophe. This is a blues podcast. I don't let it have the last word. I'm not running away from what's happening. I can't run away from it any more than I can run away from capitalism. As the fascists take power again, every American with a conscience will have to make a choice. Stay and fight like hell, or leave while you can. Because once the new crystal knocked happens, you won't have a choice. I can't do anything about American fascism. God knows I've tried. How does integrity face oppression? What does courage do in the face of brute force? Well, the answer isn't in trying the same tired bullshit that has been shown over and over again not to work. And that's all that remains of the left where I'm from. Maybe I can help people get out while they still can. Evan, Tyler, Bill, everybody in the Probably Work Network who's in the US or UK right now, if you want, you and yours can come visit me in Montreal and we can talk immigration. It's tough to get in here and it's not perfect, but it's a way out of the States and turf slash plague island. And there's no expiration date on this offer. I can't promise anything, but I can tell you what I know, and my connections are your connections. Good night, good luck, and we can bring you here, probably. Hello, my name's Bill. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm here in the UK doing UK things, not being eaten by giant people. And I'm Tyler in the US, also not being eaten by giant people. And we host The Coordinate, an Attack on Titan podcast, where we are- Hold on a second, Tyler. Hold on. There's some weird noises going on outside the door. Let me just go check it out quickly. Ah. 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 It's Twitter Troy Titan. Ah. Ah, my leg. Ah, he's eating my leg. Ah. Bill? No. Oh, he's gone. He's eating my bloody leg, Tyler. Troy's eating my f***ing leg. Oh. Uh, anyways... Uh, we're a monthly podcast where we read an arc of the manga a month, try to get Bill caught up. Uh, Bill, you want to tell them where they can find us? Uh, what? What? You want, what, what do you want? Where can people listen to the podcast? I don't, uh, oh, I don't have a clue. Oh, he's going to eat me. He's going to eat me. Oh. Why are there so many cats in here? God, I hope you uh, get, can I get a new co-host?
This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.